Hello, welcome back. It's Richard Eternity and welcome to Industry Change powered by Com. And today I thought what a better opportunity than to really to talk about uh, going deep into an industry. And today I've got the president of CAFPA, David, welcome. Good day, Richard, how are you going? Good to meet you. And uh, David, I'm really proud that you're on the show today because I think your industry has, has totally changed and continuing to change. And we're talking about you know finance, we're talking about assets. Explain to us what your industry does. Okay, well, what, I'll explain first what the Industry Association does, of which I'm president. CAFPA stands for Commercial Asset Finance Brokers Association of Australia, which is a mouthful, as you That's say. That's why I got you to explain Yeah, that. no, it's yep. better, yeah, perhaps it's better if I say that. The, uh, an asset finance is the market uh, where uh, uh, it's commercial, it, it's for business owners. Uh, we provide, our members provide, uh, finance for business owners to, to purchase or acquire plant machinery, equipment, infrastructure, uh, fittings, production equipment, trucks, transport, all that kind of equipment. So, and that market nationally yep. in Australia is worth about $100 billion in receivables at any given time and about $40, million, oh, sorry, $40 billion a year of new businesses written each year and about 60% of that business is written by asset finance brokers. Right. So they're not our figures, they're independent figures. So it's a, it's a very significant part of the economy. And finance isn't actually just about money. Finance is about being an enabler. So asset finance is, is a means by which businesses get the machinery and equipment and, uh, uh, and assets that will help them to grow their businesses and then subsequently uh, prosper and to employ and prosper. And I think the whole focus on growth, you know, when we look at change, Growth is really important for any change in the industry, yeah, and, and having the the backing to make sure that you can invest in more resources, more products, more service, more more, more equipment to make sure you can actually get that done and deliver results for your clients. Oh, absolutely! And, and access to finance is paramount. And there's a lot of uh, you know small to medium sized businesses that don't always have good access to finance, and we try to be the intermediary or the enabler who can uh, who can provide. Let's that. touch on that because we have a lot of small businesses that we work with and when you said you know uh, it's tough to get finance to some small businesses mm-hmm. it is tough to get finance to some small businesses how do, how does your industry overcome those things? Well what we are qualified and, and experienced in doing is being the conduit between the borrower and the bank mm. and it may not be a bank it could be a finance company sure. it could be a fintech yep. it could be a second tier lender it could be uh, 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 private equity but uh, we it's our job to know where to go. So if the, if the borrower, the business owner, has a requirement of any sort, it's our job to know what the solution is mm. to whatever their issue or their problem is. So, uh, uh, and, and we do that simply by our own experience and market expertise. And CAFPA as an organisation yep. uh, has a number of those lenders and banks as uh, associate or affiliate, affiliate. members. And, uh, and we engage very heavily at senior levels with all of them. I really like that because, you know, when you're running a small small to medium-sized business, the focus is obviously business, the focus is your clients, the yeah. focus is, is maintaining. Yeah. And, and to, to achieve growth, yes, you do need to get... Um, you do need to get finance at some stages of that growth, yep. and the easier way to do that is the better. And you mentioned, um, you know, your organisation is associated with affiliates, with partners. Um, you mentioned before you're always uh, lobbying. You're in the US. You're, you're continually educating and, and making sure that your members have the best processes to go about and facilitate that. Oh, absolutely. That. That, that that lobbying isn't just about uh, processes. It's about making sure that there's correct regulation yep. uh, and that, that uh, and if there's any regulation that uh, is about to be proposed that it's going to benefit borrowers and benefit us without impeding the ability of businesses to uh, to access finance and uh, but at the same time make sure that there are 
measures in place to protect business owners and borrowers from unscrupulous practices. So, yeah. uh, and then we internally uh, self-regulate and we have a, a very high uh, membership standard, which is, uh, uh, which is a probity standard, education standard, qualification standard, which actually exceeds the ASIC standard for uh, credit licences. Is that right? Yeah. I'm really interested about change and how change has affected your industry mm-hmm. and what you had to do to overcome the change. And, and you mentioned, you know, it's a big on assets. So I'm assuming that um, the mining, mining uh, sort of boom uh, would have affected lending and so forth. Can you talk about that, the, the change that you've had to go through? Absolutely. We are, our industry is, a, is an exact reflection of what is going on in the marketplace. Sure. So, and it's an immediate reflection of what's going on in the marketplace. So as an industry, asset finance is a very, very good barometer of business confidence and business activity because we know straight away mm. whether confidence is up or confidence is down. And even you know, the morning after a federal budget, if, a, if there's a change like the instant asset write-off, we know whether it's been effective or not because our phones ring accordingly. So, uh, and, and in terms of the types of assets that we finance, and I've, I've been doing this for 30 years, yep. just as an example, yes. we used to do a lot more, as an industry, a lot more manufacturing equipment than we do now. Manufacturing in Australia has changed. We now do a lot more uh, warehousing distribution equipment than we used to do because there's a lot more things are, are imported. Certainly during the mining boom, there were members of our... And CAFPA is, a, is a, an umbrella organisation that represents member asset finance breaking firms. So I'm yep. talking about the individual firms. But sure. uh, a lot of our firms, particularly in the West and in Northern Queensland, were run off their feet during the mining boom, financing plant and equipment for mining and secondary industries and supportive uh, associated industries, even you know tradespeople and people who were working in sure. those areas. Yep. Uh, but uh, that's come off substantially and, and those areas are now... In fact, there was a lot of refinancing of that equipment. Uh, you know, A lot of it was funded on short-term, high sure. cash flow... Uh, sort of facilities yep. and a lot of people run in, ran into issues with their, their banks on cash flow when the mining boom slowed down and we were able to, uh, or a lot of our members were able to refinance a lot of that equipment uh, because those businesses are still going but they simply don't have the cash flow that they used to have. Yeah, so, so everything's uh, changed. Yeah, I mean it's not just our role to write the business, it's also our role to manage the business and to manage the expectations of the customer and make sure that they're able to adjust to any changes which impact on them as well. Well, let's talk about that. Um, I love to understand what's happening in the future, like everybody does. If, yes. if we understand what the future is, we're probably very rich yep. and we can predict it. But I do believe, uh, as a president of an industry, you must have a system or some process to preempt change. What are, what are your kind of secrets to understand when change is happening and, and how you're going to shift to make sure that you can stay uh, ahead? Uh, as an industry uh, leader, I, I try to... And my board as. Uh, uh, we try to have as high a vantage point as we possibly can, so we engage uh, with Canberra and we, we're actually quite involved uh, uh, in lobbying in Canberra on yep. our own behalf, or on behalf of our members. Yep. Uh, we, we, as you mentioned in your opening comments, we go to the US once a year to the ELFA conference, which is sort of like the super bowl of asset finance uh, right. uh, worldwide yep. and, uh, and we see trends that are emerging there and certainly if they emerge there then they're going to come here. We keep an eye on technology. We engage very heavily with all of our financiers and partners. Yep. And, uh, and so we, we get a collective view or idea of what's going to happen uh, going forward. And, of course, we have to adjust to that. And we have to provide the means by which our member firms can adjust to that as well. Mm. And that's, uh, whether that's, uh, those can be industry changes uh, like uh, electronic signing of documents, uh, 
electronic identification of, uh, of customers, those sorts of things. They can be regulatory changes like changes to anti-money laundering laws, okay. which we have to adjust to, yep. uh, privacy laws, those sorts of things. Um, and they could be uh, external factors like outside of asset finance, perhaps changes in the fintech space yes. and uh, whether or not they're a threat to us or not or whether we work with them, as it turns out we do. Yeah. Uh, so uh, those sorts of things. But you've got to be aware of all of those mm. kinds of things. I like that. I mean, you even mentioned uh, electronic signatures, signing. We're, we're talking about, and, and it's great, and I think that's where industries are, uh, I think, is the missing link for, for its members is because there are some micro changes always happening in every industry. Yeah. And if we miss out one or two, three, four, five, six smaller oh, adjustments, right. the business looks totally different. Yeah, that's absolutely you know, right. And, and, and all of these things, a lot of these things happen over time. Yes. And, and individually, they don't mean a lot. But in concert, they mean yeah. a hell of a lot. So. Yeah, it's a very good point. Very good point. We think the small stuff doesn't matter, but the small stuff yeah. does matter. I'll tell you one thing, though, that, that, that perhaps differentiates us from dealing directly with the bank is yeah. that all of the brokers or broking firms are private businesses themselves. So they're, they're small businesses. So as I'm a business owner, uh, and as a business owner, I've got a better understanding of how your business operates. Yep. Not, not saying anything against the bank, but one of the main differences between ourselves and perhaps the bank, and I, I, we get our funding from banks, so I'm not knocking them, but your business banker has a broad range of knowledge yep. of, uh, yeah, uh, uh, well, a, a broad range of products, yep. but perhaps not the depth of knowledge of all of them. Mm. Uh, you know, we don't pro try to pretend to sell insurance or life insurance or uh, financial planning or any of those sorts of things. Most of our members yep. are wholly and solely focused on commercial asset finance, and that that's been their career, and they've come out of banking and finance, and uh, and that is their area of expertise. And there's an awful lot of things that you need to know. It's not just about car finance. That's 101. It's, uh, you know, we, we do things where we're financing pieces of equipment that are uh, on time payment plans coming out of Europe, uh, where we've got to organise the shipping, the funding for uh, uh, deposits in foreign currencies, foreign uh, currency uh, hedge uh, or hedging. Um, we've got to get them here and make all the payments, uh, trans-shipment payments along the way, uh, all those sorts of things. We do all that sort of stuff, and that's, that's highly specialised. Yep. So the range of things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis ranges from you know, one-off motor vehicles, but most of our client relationships are relational, not just transactional, yes. being that most business owners have an ongoing requirement for you know, transport, for argument's sake. The fleet is currently being uh, turned over, uh, and we've got to have facilities in place uh, with a range of lenders so that the best rate that's out there is always available to them and uh, the, the most appropriate facility. So there's a lot to it and so we specialise and uh, uh, our members are able to offer a value add which is far and beyond just being able to offer good finance rates. I mean I like that. It, it is about, I think this day and age with, the so, with so much I think competition and, and, and different things coming into the marketplace, the confusion yep. sets in mm. and it's like everything can look the same but I really you know, believe the future is also in micro communities and micro industries yeah. because then you, you know what you're getting, you know the value, you know the research is put in before the decision is made yeah. and before it's on offer. And even though the distribution changes quite a bit and, and there's a lot more availability of finance online and there's some very quick finances available online, yep. there's a core of business owners and operators who want to be able to talk to a person 
who they get to know. And, uh, and that's what our role is. Interesting. So we're going back, um, you know, we do a lot with marketing here at Com, and we focus a lot heavily on, on finding someone's business problem, if it's cash flow, if it's staffing, if it's culture change. Yep. And then a lot of our toolkit comes down to marketing. Yep. And there are some industries that have been disrupted so much with technology, mm. especially when they're going straight to consumers. But yes. it sounds like to your industry, it's really about trust. And I don't think oh, anything's enough. changed here. No. No. Trust will always be here and trust is always in the future. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and longevity. Mm. Longevity. And speaking of that, what is, you know, where, is that where the best marketing sources are coming from your members? Is it through a trust, through a referral process, or well, is it through new technologies and social media? On a day-to-day basis, uh, most of our members would, would, would meet their clients or, or get new clients yep. uh, through three main sources. And that, that, this has been the same for eternity. Either direct marketing, and that obviously that's changed. Instead of just picking up the phone, uh, you know, there's obviously uh, social media, and there are means by which you can contact people online. Social media, online marketing, kind yeah, of that direct, kind of thing. Yeah. So the platforms have changed, but sure. the direct marketing as a, as a source of business hasn't changed. Perfect. Uh, you know, and that includes the door knocking and the going. Because well, I guess when people are knowing like what they need, they yes. definitely will do those searches yeah, online, right. Google, and so forth. Yeah, that's right. So you know, we've got to be online and have a. All of our members have got to have a marketing presence. Yes. And uh, and of course, your phone won't ring if you don't have that. Um, and then, of course, there's uh, uh, referral at the point of sale. We are financing machinery, equipment, motor vehicles, trucks, transport, etc. At the point of sale, where yep. those decisions to purchase are being made, we're often there. So, mm. and of course, if you're selling a machine for, let's say, for argument's sake, five hundred thousand dollars, we can convert that five hundred thousand dollar capital expenditure to a, for argument's sake, five thousand dollar a month uh, or ten thousand dollar a month. Uh, monthly cost and uh, so and that as soon as you start to quantify the benefit that that machine Mm. or what it's going to save you or what it's going to make you against its monthly cost then you can very quickly determine whether it's viable or not to go ahead and buy it so and then of course you plan your business growth around that so the point of sale is very important as well Uh, so uh, uh, and then the third source is uh, professionals like accounting accountants and other corporate advisors, we get a lot of referral and we work in very closely, our members work in very closely with accountants and provide them with all of the documentation uh, so they can, uh, and and sometimes we provide them with the interest amortisation schedules and all the other documentation that they need to prepare their statements and annual returns. I like that and uh, I think this whole process, even if it's social media, it's referrals, Mm. it all comes down to trust in the day because they've got to trust that... Trust um, and relationships. Yeah, they're a CAFA member, they know what they're doing, they're, they're backed by an industry mm. and I really think that's where, um, I, I think that personally that's where the future of marketing is going, it's yes, making yes. sure that we have enough trust in somebody, they have their regulations, they have the qualifications, yes. they're backed by industry, um, they're keeping updated with the trends. But because of that, our industry is not very transient, there are, people are in it for the long haul, mm. so they, they, it's a career, it's not just a, something you sort of move into, out of sales, into this, into this, something else. Asset finance, you need to know what you're doing. It simply would fail if you don't against a market that is highly qualified and highly uh, capable. I like that. Um, one more question. I know you've got to run off no, to the airport right. shortly. Um, let's talk about education yeah. and uh, what, where do you see education? And you mentioned before that there's, a, there's a process around um, um, a very male-dominant industry yes. and you're re-educating that. Can you go in a bit more detail that for me? Certainly. Uh, there's a couple of aspects to education which are really, really important. And uh, I'll, I'll address the, one, the first one that you just asked me there. Uh, yes, our industry is primarily uh, older 
male dominated. Yep. And it's funny when you go to the US and to other markets, it's exactly the same. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So what we're trying to do is, uh, is to fix that gender imbalance. Yep. And we're very, very proud of the scholarship programs that we run uh, through CAFPA, which are sponsored by our lenders, but which, which we, uh, uh, which we organise, yep. uh, to get more females not just into the industry, but the females who are in the industry out of secondary roles into primary roles, so that they become business writers and brokers and, and owners of broking firms rather than working for broking firms. Because they're there and they're very, very capable, mm. uh, but uh, we want to change that gender imbalance. We've also, the education piece uh, puts us into, we're working on programs to go into universities and colleges and make graduates aware of this industry, this fabulous industry that no one's ever heard of. Everyone's heard of financial planning and mortgage broking and insurance and, and stock broking, those yep. sorts of things. Very few people have heard of asset finance, but it's a big business. Mm. Uh, so we're trying to get... Uh, uh, a program into universities uh, where we can get graduates or undergraduates interested in asset finance so they'll identify it as a career. Uh, so there's regeneration with our industry doing that. But also education is really, really important from our point of view yeah. from, to upskill our members and to make sure that the, pro the value proposition to customers and the advice that they're giving people and the products that they're arranging are highly appropriate. So uh, education on a range of levels mm -hmm. is extremely important. We also use, we have a minimum education standard within our membership yes. and quite deliberately we, over a period of years, have been quite happy to drop off anyone who doesn't, doesn't want to maintain that because we want the baseline of the industry to be uh, high and, uh, and we're quite unashamed about that. No, that's important and uh, what we do at Com here is once they, we've got the big business problems, I think education is, is the future and mm. if you cannot stay educated into the trends and, and the growth, um, I, I, that's where people start to look at, okay, who else on the marketplace? Oh yeah, now we work uh, closely with uh, RTOs, yep. training organisations, and we, are, we have uh, programs and uh, uh, diplomas which are appropriate for what we do, but we're also working on new programs and expanding those. Uh, Great. Uh, yeah. Yep. Excellent. Very interesting. Um, thanks, David. Thanks for coming along to the Industry Change it's Program. Pleasure. Thank Appreciate you. that. And uh, let us know about where can people, maybe just to plug to your website, where can people find Oh, very uh, simple. It's, it's uh, CAFBA, C-A-F-B-A dot com dot A-U. That's the Industry Association. Then, of course, the list of CAFBA members uh, is there uh, for anyone yeah. Yeah, to look at. Yep. And, uh, and the phone number is 13000 CAFBA. One three thousand so, cap. Yeah, wow. very easy. Yeah. Awesome. All right, thanks so much, David. Thank, Thank you. you very much.